welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. We have a great show for you today. We're going to be looking at, we have some new cases of COVID-19 here in the Sioux and Algoma region. We're also going to be talking Trump and the drugs he's taken, which are not going to do anything for him. We're also going to talk about uh, what other symptoms are out there for COVID-19. That uh, We're now starting to see data to show that we should also be looking for these symptoms as well. We'll also go over the numbers for Ontario and take a look at how we are doing across the province as we are on our first day of the brand new Some Businesses Can Open. Bars and restaurants can't. However, you will now be able to go into some stores, such as a clothing store, and purchase clothing and other stuff that has been closed as long as that store is opening onto a road or parking lot and is not inside of a mall. We'll be right back. Hello and welcome back. Okay, on the show I've talked about all kinds of different symptoms for COVID-19, ones that we thought were the most prevalent and then they weren't, uh, and we're different things that are developing in children that aren't developing in adults, and vice versa. Okay, so we knew for the first little while that fever was a big part of having COVID-19, and we were told the first study showed like 80% of people who had a fever, that was one of the symptoms they had when they had COVID-19. Uh, as we got more data that came in, we realized only 30% of people with COVID-19 developed a fever. So over time, we've noticed different symptoms arising. Uh, some of those symptoms arise differently in children than they do in adults. But something that they have now discovered uh, over the last few months, as they've been tracking the different symptoms of people with COVID-19, is that people with COVID-19 tend to lose their sense of smell and also their taste. And they're seeing this across a good chunk of people with COVID-19. About 59% of people with COVID-19 experience some sort of loss of taste or loss of smell or both. Uh, and this has now become a new key symptom. As a matter of fact, as I just said just a second ago, that you know, fever is only in 30% of people. Well, this is almost double at 59% where people are developing these symptoms. Now, one thing we need to talk about here is the other two main symptoms, they're saying this is the third most prevalent one, is there's still uh, a cough or uh, also difficulty breathing. Uh, a fever is still something you should look for. 30% uh, of people still get a fever, so it's still considered a major symptom, even though only 30% of people get it. Uh, and those are some of the warning signs you should be looking for. So if you're eating dinner and you don't taste something, but you aren't experiencing coughing, you don't have a high temperature, uh, they're now saying that you should be tested. Same with if you lose your sense of smell. Let's say you're drinking a cup of coffee and you can't smell the coffee and you normally do smell the coffee. It's a possibility that you could have one of the symptoms of COVID-19. And so one of the concerns they have is that if you are asymptomatic, you're still walking around uh, with the ability to spread COVID-19. And I've talked about this before. The uh, incubation for COVID-19 is actually five days compared to the normal flu that's two. That's why COVID-19 can spread so much faster is because you walk around five days without feeling any symptoms. So if you have a loss of taste or smell, I would suggest you call the helpline and tell them that and see if they will uh, arrange a test for you at the COVID-19 test center. Uh, this is a developing thing here with regards to the taste and smell. Uh, they haven't issued any guidance in Ontario yet. However, they have in America. They've also issued it in the UK and other countries as well. 
Uh, we haven't in Ontario added that to our list of symptoms, uh, but it is something to watch for. And probably in the coming days, you will see here in Ontario that we do say something about taste and smell because all the other major countries are now uh, issuing that as being one of the main symptoms of COVID-19. Now, dealing with COVID-19, let's talk Trump. Okay, Trump has put out all kinds of crazy stuff uh, about what will cure COVID-19, what won't. I mean, he suggested, you know, disinfectant, which Lysol had come out and say, please don't like drink our products. But one of the things he went for uh, early on and went, you know, like just balls to the wall, crazy on was hydroxychloroquine. Um, he touted it as a treatment. Uh, the reason why is there was a doctor in France who tested it on six people and all six recovered. However, we did some testing here in North America and we found that people who actually took hydroxychloroquine actually died at a much higher rate than those who were just in the placebo group receiving normal treatment. Now, Donald Trump has decided to use hydroxychloroquine in the way that he didn't originally suggest, which was for people who were positive uh, for COVID-19. He is taking hydroxychloroquine and zinc um, with a White House physician giving him the script for it. This is called off-label use and is not allowed. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and he has, for the last 10 days, been taking one hydroxychloroquine pill a day and one zinc pill with it. He is using it, as he said, to prevent himself from getting COVID-19. This is nuts. No one is using it as a way to prevent COVID-19 other than the President of the United States. I'm not sure what's going on in the White House. I'm not sure why a physician would prescribe uh, this to Donald Trump because it's, it's been proven, one, that it causes problems with people's hearts, uh, particularly in older people. And just to remind Donald Trump, he's well into his 70s uh, and he is in the prime group of people with multiple health conditions. Uh, I don't know if Donald Trump has any issues with his heart, but those that do, hydroxychloroquine has shown to be very, very dangerous to those people. It's even caused problems in people's hearts who aren't uh, experiencing any issues, you know, congestive heart failure or any other issues with their heart, and Donald Trump is taking it. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. Um, this is the same guy who said you should drink Lysol wipes and other crazy ass stuff. He didn't exactly say drink Lysol wipes, but Lysol literally had to come out and say, please don't inject us our products into your body. Uh, well, Donald Trump suggested we should test that. Uh, we have tested it in the past. That's why there's a poison label on the side of the, of the cleaning products that you pick up in Walmart or other stores like Metro and Pinot's and Food Basics uh, when you're going to buy stuff to clean your house with. But we'll be back in a moment with hopefully some more sane news and not insane news. <laughs> And welcome back. Okay, we now have three more cases here in Sault Ste. Marie and Algoma. But first, how many people have we now tested? We have now tested 5,831 people so far. We have 20 positives, three new ones I'll talk about in just a sec. We are also waiting for 283 tests to come back and 13 people have recovered. We still have three people at the extended care home uh, that are asymptomatic so far. They are, not test they are not experiencing the symptoms of COVID-19 even though they have tested positive. We haven't heard anything else about that with regards to hospitalizations or anything. Here's the interesting thing. Case number 18 is international travel. 
That's very interesting since it's basically almost impossible to do international travel. So what they used to tell us when it was international travel, they'd say, oh, where did the person fly in from? Where did they drive from? Information about how it was international travel. They have not told us anything this time other than international travel. This is uh, continuing on with Algoma Public Health's inability to tell the public anything. Uh, they no longer tell us age or gender as well. So we used to get age, gender, and the international travel information. Now we just get international travel in case 18. Uh, so that's great on the whole uh, transparency thing there at Goma Public Health, particularly since you said that as more cases become available, we would find out a little bit more information because the people would be more anonymous as more cases prop up. However, every time a case pops up, you find some way to make it even less information. First off, you took off age and gender. Great, thanks. Uh, so basically, we just have a case. I mean, it's just simply a number um, and no information about it. And now you're taking someone with international travel uh, right there on the screen, international travel. And what are you doing with it? You are telling us nothing. You're not telling us, did they come from the States? Did they fly in from elsewhere? How did, they go, how did they travel internationally and somehow catch COVID-19? Was, how? How is that possible? I mean, the only people that could do it would be pilots, stewardesses maybe, uh, that have been uh, still doing flights internationally, was a person in the military. We just don't know. Uh, we don't even know the person's age or gender. It's just international travel. So thanks for that. That's a lot of information. Um, Okay, anyways, I've done my pieces on uh, Algoma Public Health and their communications department, the incompetence that goes on there, but uh, I just, uh, I'm moving on now. Uh, it just boils my blood, the incompetence over there. Okay, so let's talk Ontario numbers now. Okay, we had some good numbers over the weekend. They were still in the mid 340s, um, but unfortunately on Monday, our cases popped back up to 427 new cases. This is the first time in quite a few days that we've been up over the 400 number, except when they made an accounting error last week. Uh, but the average was still below uh, the 400 mark, even though they had to come out with more than 400 cases because they had miscounted the day before they left out 87 cases. Uh, but when you actually put the number in and averaged it out, we were averaging below 400 cases a day. Uh, so Monday we had 427 new cases. We also had 15 people die from COVID-19. However, we, we have now gone over 1,900 deaths. We're at 1,919 deaths across the province from COVID-19. Okay, um, this is something I don't understand. Uh, on Monday, we only did 6,000 tests. Uh, we actually have the capacity now, according to the Ontario government, for more than 20,000 tests. I mean, we were, our capacity was at about 19,500. They've been able to bring on more testing capacity, and somehow we only did 6,000 tests on Monday. Uh, there's clearly tests uh, outstanding, as Algoma Public Health is waiting for 283. So I'm not quite sure what was the holdup. Was it a long weekend and some people took it off, so they didn't do as many tests on Monday? I don't know, uh, but it seems really weird that all of a sudden we've gone down to 6,000 tests when, you know, last week we were doing 17,000, 18,000, 16,000 tests a day, and all of a sudden we're down to 6,000 tests. It wasn't because people weren't being tested. We know that people have been tested and that we are waiting for, for some results. Okay, so for those of you that were out this weekend, golf courses and marinas started to reopen, and guess what is reopening today on Tuesday? retail that's not in a mall. So some retail stores can now open. 
uh, you will be able to actually go inside of the retail store uh, and there will be uh, spacing inside the store to keep you six feet apart. There will also be hand sanitizer when you enter the store and it also will be around the store as well. The staff will also be cleaning more than usual and things will be spaced out more than usual so there won't be as much stuff on the floor as there normally is so that you can social distance. These are all positive steps. However, you're not going to see any changes within the next two weeks. Both our Premier and the Health Minister have said that we are waiting at least two weeks to look at the numbers before we open anything else. We could wait four weeks. Things could stay at the status quo. We could open more stuff up. Or if we're starting to see a spike in cases, things will start to shut back down again. So here's what my advice is to everyone. Continue to social distance, continue to wash your hands often, wear masks, wear gloves, do all the stuff that you're being asked to do and pretend that COVID-19 is actually spreading rapidly uh, and that we're not getting control of it yet because we don't even know if we have control of it yet. And that is the scary part. I'll be right back in a moment. And thank you for watching the Chris Oldcorn Show. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to watch us. I'd like to thank you very much for your time. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. If you want to listen to the audio version of this show, you can on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. You can just download the show. It takes 15 minutes to listen to. You can do it while you're out on a run or walking or doing some shopping. Also, I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on Special Report. I will see you then. Have a fantastic evening.